0: Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas to you and to your family. I trust that you're doing well. I pray that you're doing well and enjoying this amazing time with your family at home, or if you're watching this later, uh, and that you've had a, just a wonderful time of just celebrating Christmas together and celebrating what Jesus has come to do for all of us, which is to lead us and guide us into a path of peace. The shalom of God is, is opened. The way of life has been opened to us. And that's what we've been celebrating uh, this Christmas season as we've been talking about this path of peace. Um, I, I remember the time that Jesus was born in. If You, you know God uh, has a plan. And the Bible says at just the right time, right, at just the right time, Uh, Jesus came. And so God picked the time in world history during the Roman Empire for Jesus to come. And uh, many believe that Caesar Augustus, who was the emperor at the time, uh, was the greatest uh, emperor in the history of Rome. And he instituted what is known as the Pax Romana, which is Latin for the Roman peace. And it's interesting, isn't it? That during a worldly empire, one of the greatest empires in the history of our world, the Roman Empire, known for an era of peace, that the Prince of Peace came and showed up. Now, in the physical world, the Roman, uh, the Roman world, it was it was a external peace that they were looking for, a, a peace you know where things were organized, uh, there weren't as many wars. Uh, Things were structured. People were fairly in agreement on how to live life together. And, uh, And that's what Caesar Augustus really established in the empire at that time. But Jesus came and the Jews were looking for a savior, a Messiah, no doubt, that would come also to create in their mind a peace external for them that they would be set free from the Roman rule and be their own people again. And yet God had a much bigger and better plan in store for not just the Jews, but for all of mankind because the Prince of Peace came from heaven, not to just give us external peace, but to come and do something that nobody else could do. No one has ever done and can ever do apart from the Prince of Peace, and that is create peace in the inside of a human soul, right? And that's what Jesus came to do. That's what God came to do, is to set us free from the chaos of a fallen nature, of a sinful nature, and Jesus is our Prince of Peace, and that's what Christmas is all about. That's why we're celebrating uh, this series on the, the, peace, the, the path of peace. And over my shoulder, you'll see uh, what our children did here this last Sunday in all contributing a different part. We all brought them together, and then they formed this uh, really cool backdrop that we're looking at today, which kind of reminds us of this series, the path of peace that Jesus has for us. So it comes from Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79, where Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, was prophesying of the Lord about his son, John, and then he bled into the prophecy, kind of turned towards the coming Messiah, which was Jesus. And by the way, Jesus and John the Baptist were first cousins, okay? So uh, this is kind of cool. It's all in the family. But uh, Zechariah is prophesying, and he says this, about the coming Messiah, about Jesus. Because of the tender mercy of our God, because of God's mercy towards mankind, by which the rising sun, Jesus, by which Jesus will come to us from heaven, he's going to come to shine on those of us living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. So by the spirit of the Lord, Zechariah was showing us that part of the purpose of the Messiah, his coming, was to come into our darkness, come into the shadow of death that we are experiencing, to shine a light and to create a new path that leads to peace. Of course, the word for peace in Hebrew is shalom, and it means nothing missing, nothing broken. It means the blessing, healing, prosperity of body, soul, and spirit. It's the all-inclusive word of blessing, In the Hebrew language. And so Jesus came, God came to bless us, to give us life and freedom and wholeness and prosperity in body, soul, and spirit. So, Merry Christmas. That's why we say Merry Christmas. It's good news. God is so good to us. He's so good to you. He's been so good to me. So let's continue to celebrate today as I finish this series on the path of peace that Jesus made possible to us. So I want to do a quick review with you. How does Jesus guide our feet into this path of peace? So I just kind of quickly drew up four words here, just kind of reminding me of the weeks that we have spent together. The first week, we talked about how we have been rescued. Jesus came and rescued us from sin, from the devil, and from death itself. Now, we still have death that we experience here in this world, but we are promised a resurrection and eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, right? So we've been rescued. Uh, This is something we didn't do for ourselves. We didn't try. This is what Jesus did for us. He opened a path for us, and to be reconciled with God is we need to decide to step on that path. And we do that when we place our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, recognizing he's the only one who could set us free from sin. He's the only one who's defeated sin. He's the only one who knocked down that barrier between us and God. And once we place our faith in Christ, the Bible says, whosoever will believe will be saved. That's you, that's me, It's anyone, no matter what we've done, where we've been, what our past is, no matter what mistakes we've made. The Bible says, whosoever will believe will be saved. And that's you, that's me. We have been reconciled with God and now we have perfect fellowship with the Father. But God's not done with, with us there. We just entered the path and last week we talked about this. And I want to talk about it a little bit more today, how we are now recovering from the effects of sin. God loves us so much that he doesn't want us to stay in our sin. He doesn't want the effects of sin and the the hurt, the guilt, the shame, the pain that we've experienced in this world to just continue to be cloaked on us. He wants us to be cleansed. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be made whole. He wants us to be free. And so we are recovering. And this is the the rest of our lives. We are going to be recovering and being molded back into the image of Christ. Okay? Okay. And finally, today, we're going to finish by talking about how we also need to be reprogrammed. We are reprogramming our mind so that we know how to live a new life because we are on a totally different path. This path of peace is totally different than the path of wickedness that we grew up in and that we're used to. And so as we talk about that today, be encouraged that God has done some great things, but he's not done yet. And he's not going to finish until he finishes the job of reprogramming us and restoring us completely. The Bible says that he who called is faithful and he will finish what he started. That's a great reminder for us today. So let's talk about recovering from a life of sin. The truth is that sin has infected all of us. I I use the word infected on purpose because when you have an infection, you need a cure. You're not just wounded, you are infected and it spreads. And sin has spread to all of us. We have all been hurt by other people and we have all hurt one another. We all have regrets. We've all failed. We've all made mistakes. And some of us are still carrying a lot of the weight of those mistakes Some of us are still living under the labels and the curses that others have put on us or the pain that has been done to us. And some of us are walking around with some hatred and bitterness and anger. Some of us are walking around with some labels that aren't true, but we think they're true about who we are. And so we're shackled, we're in bondage, we're in pain, we're hurt. We have guilt or shame. We have a bunch of baggage, right? And Jesus came to set us free. He didn't come just to forgive us of our sins, but He came to restore us from our sins, to help us recover, to be made whole, to be healed emotionally, physically, spiritually. You know, all of these different ways God has hope for you and hope for me through Jesus Christ. That's the path of peace. It's restoration of our soul. And the psalmist in Psalm 23.3 says about Jesus being our shepherd, he says, he restores my soul. And that's what we need. We all need this. None of us are immune to a, a damaged soul. We all have been hurt. And the good news is that Jesus, as our shepherd, restores our soul. Also, the Bible tells us in 1 John 3.8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And so the devil's work is pretty clear and pretty obvious. Let me show you uh, on this board again. I'm going to just turn this around and look at look at this. So the devil's strategy or his plan from the very beginning is he lies. We talked about this, I think, in the last couple of weeks. He's a liar. He only says lies. He only speaks lies. Here's the trouble with that. Sometimes we choose to believe. We believe a lie. It comes through sometimes an experience that we've had. It might come through somebody else telling us something. It might just come internally from an insecurity or a fear. And we might hear this voice. We might hear this lie in a sense, you know, and we believe it. We might say, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not good enough or I'm not loved or God's mad at me or whatever. It could be a thousand different lies, but there's a lie that the devil always throws at us. And every time that we choose to believe that lie, and we don't always know it's happening, it's so subtle sometimes, but when we do believe the lie, it affects our thoughts, our actions, and our decisions. And as soon as it's affecting our thoughts, our actions, our decisions, then we start to think, we start to act, we start to decide in a way that's unhealthy, that's under the cloak of what we think is true, but it's a lie, and it creates hurt, bondage, It creates death, creates darkness and brokenness in our lives. There's no question about it. We've all experienced the spiral down. But just to be aware, this is how the devil works. So it's so important for us to live in the truth. We don't always know that we're believing a lie. I mean, if we did know that, then we would change our mind. But it's very difficult. That's why we need a compass. That's why we need God's word. We need one another and we need the Holy Spirit to be teaching us and guiding us. And that's the good news of the path of peace. It says the Messiah would come to guide our feet into the path of peace. When we submit our lives to Christ and when we're constantly, daily submitting our hearts to the Holy Spirit, he is going to lead us. He's going to guide us. We're going to submit ourselves to the word of God and God will begin to get rid of everything that doesn't belong to us and put in the things that are lacking that do. And that's what we're talking about a little bit today. So every time that we walk off that path, we are going to experience a form of brokenness. Every lie that we're believing right now is hurting us, it's harming us, and it's harming people around us because that's not who we really are in Christ. Uh, My family, every year, one of our traditions at Christmas is we like to go get a Christmas tree at a Christmas tree farm and cut it down. And so this year we went to Runyon's Tree Farm in Clyle. And uh, what, after we cut the tree down, we dragged it, you know, through the fields. We got it to their barn. And then they had this shaker. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those Christmas tree shakers. You know, you put the stump in this little hole and this hole is just going, like, just shaking the tree like crazy. Everything's like, shake every little needle on that thing is shaking crazy. And all of these needles are falling off. Some grass is falling out. You know, if there's any squirrels in there, I'm sure they're going to they're gonna fall out and run pretty fast. And uh, it's just pretty cool. But uh, I, I, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like my life is like that Christmas tree. I feel like everything's shaking. I'm like, holy cow, what is going on? Why, why is this happening? When is this going to stop? What did I do to, to deserve this? Have you ever felt any of that kind of stuff? Life just seems really unstable at times. But I just want to encourage you that God's got a purpose in all of that. Okay. God's got a purpose in shaking us and he can use anything and everything towards fulfilling his purpose in our lives. And that's what he's doing when you're shaking and things around you are shaking, uh, turn your eyes to heaven. Okay. And trust in the Lord and look for what he is doing in your life. Cause this is what the Bible says. Here's the truth. God's not mad at you. Uh, you know, he's not punishing you. This is what the Bible says Romans 8, 28, 29. It says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So God's going to work everything out to our good, to his purpose. But here's the next verse. A lot of people don't know this next verse. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So what's God doing? just like that Christmas tree is shaking, shaken. And, re- and the reason they do that is because there's stuff in the tree that doesn't belong to the tree, <laughs> all right? And you don't want those things in your house. So I'm glad they shake that tree. And I'm glad God's shaking me. And I'm glad God's shaking you because to be truthful, there's things inside of me that don't belong in me, right? There's some hurt, pain, disappointments. There's some thoughts that I have that do not belong to me and they need to be shaken off because it's not the image of Christ. That's the image of my fallen nature. It's my pride, it's my ego, it's my hurt, it's my pain, it's my fears, it's my insecurities. All of that stuff, God wants to shake it loose because it's not who you are. It's part of the lie that I've bought into and you have bought into. God is purifying us. He is causing you to be conformed to the image of his son. And you want that because the more of Jesus you have, the more life and peace and fullness and fruitfulness you will begin to experience. So we want what God has for us. And I love the fact that Jesus came to destroy the one who's trying to destroy us. Sometimes we're holding on to some crutches and some thoughts and some values that really don't belong to us and aren't doing us any favors. So let God have his way in you so he can have his way through you. Amen? Can I get an amen from somebody? All right, I hope you're encouraged by this. And so one of the things I want to uh, share with you as we kind of wrap this message up, getting cl- closer to the end, is uh, I want to encourage you to take a walk with the Holy Spirit. And uh, what do I mean by that? I, I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but to go through your life from the earliest memories that you have and, and invite the Holy Spirit into that journey where you evaluate and you look at your life from the youngest moments through your life, and you process things with God's view and God's perspective. I think about the movie, it's a Christmas movie called A Christmas Carol. It's been done a lot of different ways, and I've seen a lot of different versions of that, but in all of them, the main character, Mr. Scrooge has a visit from three Christmas spirits, right? The, the spirit of Christmas past, the spirit of Christmas present, and then the spirit of Christmas future. Now, I, you know, I'm not condoning uh, ghosts and that sort of thing, but the concept that I'm talking about is what if you and I were able to, with the Holy Spirit's help, go through and look at our lives just like Scrooge did? He was back in the past and he could see himself and the events that took place and how sin or how his decisions or how the people around him had affected his life and he began to feel emotion and began to see things that in the moment he couldn't quite make sense of, but with perspective, he could see the truth. And I just wonder how many things are a part of our lives right now today that we've never actually went back and rewound the tape and looked at it with the Holy Spirit from God's perspective to get freedom and truth instead of just assuming that, you know, the the first take that we went through that, that we made the right decisions or that we processed things in the right way. I guarantee you, you did not. And I guarantee you, if you you take a walk with the Holy Spirit, you're going to find some freedom. You're going to find some healing. And you're going to be able to let some things go. I'm so excited about this topic that in the coming year, we're going to be doing a series on this, just on this one part of the process that God has for us. But for today, I want to wrap up today's service just by re-encouraging you to allow God to reprogram your thinking. Just as we've been rescued uh, you know, from sin, from the devil, uh, and from, uh, from death itself, And just like we've been reconciled with God and now we have fellowship with Him, and thank God that He is also causing us to be recovering from our sin, God also gives us the tools to be reprogrammed so that we are equipped to live this new life on the path of peace. We're used to living off the path, but through Jesus we are going to learn how to walk on the path of peace. And to do that, the two greatest tools that we have are the Word of God, reading the Word of God, and meditating and memorizing those scriptures. Because the only way to come back onto that path of peace is to destroy the lies that we've been living with up till now. So we need the truth. The truth is what sets us free. And I want to encourage you as we come into this new year to recommit yourself to reading the Word of God every day and to commit yourself to memorizing and meditating on one scripture a week. Join us every week. We identify one verse for us to think about, meditate on. So join us and just make a decision today, going into this new year, I'm going to memorize that verse every week this year. I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to study it. Here's why, okay? James 1.21 says, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word Planted in you, which can save you. Okay, the Word saves us. It delivers us from the lies. It's the mirror of God. We get to look into the Word, we get to see what is true, and when we see what is true, it exposes what we thought before. That's a lie. Anything that doesn't line up with the Word is a lie. So by exposing ourselves to the truth, looking in the mirror, we find out who we really are. And we also are shown who we're not. And the Holy Spirit speaks to you and to me as we spend time in the the truth. And that truth and the voice of God through the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and sets us free. This is the journey that God has for us. And so as we meditate and treasure God's word in our heart, we begin to reprogram how we think. So now we think different. We act different. And instead of uh, experiencing hurt and brokenness and death, we flip that cycle around and we begin to experience righteousness and life and peace because that's the path that we're walking on. Isaiah 9.6 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We know Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? So he comes as the Prince of Peace. And John 1, 4, 14 says, The Word, Jesus, became flesh. We saw him. He made his dwelling among us. We saw his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of truth and grace. So Jesus is the Word of God. He's also the Prince of Peace, And now Jesus, the word of God, the prince of peace, is living in us. So the more of the word of God we are getting into our hearts and into our lives, at the same time, the prince of peace, Jesus himself, is ruling a little bit more of our lives, reigning a little bit more in our lives. And if the prince of peace is ruling and reigning in a little bit more areas of your life today than yesterday, then there's more peace There's more shalom. There's more joy. There's more freedom. There's more truth, right? So the Prince of Peace, the Word of God, may He dwell in you richly. May you come alive this year. So I challenge you, this is my challenge as we finish this series and as I close this message, I challenge you to pick a Bible reading plan for this year and stick to it and memorize and meditate God's Word. Every week, do one verse a week. Okay? If you are looking for a plan, we have a couple of options for you. You can click on the link on this video. We have two different digital options. One is through the Bible app. Another one is through Bible Gateway. And if you can stop by the church, we also have some hard copies of a reading plan. And if you follow any of these plans, you'll read the entire Bible through in this one year. And every week as you're Looking at our log notes and and paying attention to our messages, whether you're here at the church or you're watching us online, you can get a hold of our notes, find out what our verse is for the week, and you can join us and many others as we study, meditate, and memorize God's Word. My final encouragement to you is this. Why would you spend time reading the Bible? Why would you spend time meditating and memorizing His Word? i just got three quick reasons for you. Number one, you're going to experience more peace in your life because you're exposing yourself to the Prince of Peace. He's the Word of God. And you're going to begin to hear God speak to you daily. And He's going to teach you and lead you and release wisdom into your inner parts. That's what God wants to do. Secondly, you're going to feel closer to God. And thirdly, you're going to be more like Jesus by the end of this year. That's why. That's why you want to spend time in God's Word and that you want to meditate and memorize the verses along with us. Well, God bless you. I want to pray for you. And today, if you're watching this video and you've never given your life to Jesus, He is the Prince of Peace that you've been looking for. He is the Messiah from heaven, the promised Messiah, the promised Christ, the promised Savior. The Bible says, whosoever will believe in Him will be saved. That's you. Be a whosoever today. And if you want to give your life to Christ, I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Just join me in your heart. Pray this prayer right where you are, no matter if you're watching this uh, on a Sunday morning or throughout the week, or if you're watching this at any time, this is still going to work for you. It still works for me because Jesus is alive right now and his spirit is with you and with me. So let's pray this together, okay? Jesus, thank you that you love me and you came into my darkness. You never gave up on me, Lord, even though I rebelled against you in my sin. Thank you for paying a price I could not pay for myself by giving your life, taking my sin upon you, shedding your blood to save me and to forgive me and to reconcile me to God. I choose you today, Lord. I surrender to you. I declare my faith in you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I'm all yours. Forgive me and cleanse me of all my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I'm empowered to learn how to live this new life in you. Teach me and guide me into the path of peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm so excited for you. I celebrate your decision today. If you just got right with God, that's the greatest decision of your life. And continue to follow us and grow by uh, just learning more about God, reading the Bible, finding some good Christian friends to be encouraged with. And now for all of us, I want to leave you with the blessing of the Lord. One more time, Merry Christmas. I love you guys. I hope that you're doing well. Uh, our family's doing well, and we're enjoying uh, this, the, the blessing and favor of God. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in his name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.